engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. It is 13 after the hour. I'm Eric Erickson here on WSB. The phone number 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. I'm not going to talk about the school shooting. Uh, Let me give you the details, what we know thus far, and then I will add nothing further. Uh, We know that the uh, law enforcement has identified the shooter by the name Nicholas Cruz a 19-year-old former student who had been identified previously as a potential threat to other students and who had been prohibited from going to Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School uh, if he had a backpack on him. Uh, And yet he went. There are at least seven fatalities and many more wounded. Um, That is what we know right now that has been confirmed by law enforcement sources. Uh, And that is what I will say about this. Uh, there is so much speculation and innuendo and already the, the calls for gun control and yelling about gun control and ridiculing of thoughts and prayers and everything else happening. Uh, there's just no reason for me to spend time dwelling on a school shooting uh, when what's going to happen is both sides will draw partisan lines, yell at each other. The issue of mental health will never get talked about, and then we will all move on to the next school shooting where it will start all over again. Uh, We had a situation in Kentucky uh, where there was a school shooting just a couple of weeks ago that got virtually no media attention. None. Um, This happened to be in Palm Beach, a well-to-do area, so it captures the media attention in a way a school shooting in the middle of Kentucky does not. Uh, So let's not talk about people caring or not caring about school shootings. Um, The media covers those in demographically attractive areas and tends to ignore those in areas that aren't super demographically attractive unless there's a mass loss of life. Uh, I am deeply cynical on this issue and deeply aggrieved to see the number of people who immediately jump in to politicize these situations uh, and reporters who are just a sickening display of people uh, reaching out to the kids who were posting videos and whatnot saying, Hey, can we use this? Can we have your permission? Can we use this? Oh, by the way, we hope you're okay. Can we use this? Can we use this? Uh, social media is just a terrible thing. And as we enter the season of Lent, I am more and more thinking, even though I, I grew up Southern Baptist and currently in a PCA church, maybe I should give up social media for Lent and keep the practice. By the way, you, you know why we do Lent, where, where the origins of Lent are? Um, back before uh, Constantine Christianized the Roman Empire, uh, the Christians were so heavily persecuted that they went through a 40-day period of learning about the faith they were going to commit to to understand what they were getting into and why they were going to be persecuted. Well, once everybody was Christianized, you started having monks going off and and, um, joining monasteries to try to prove that they were good Christians because there was no more persecution. So how were you going to prove uh, your suffering? Well, you join a monastery. Well, other people then transitioned to the habit of learning about faith uh, into a giving up sin and give, giving up their favorite things that distracted them from God for those 40 days. Uh, and that's where we are for the next 40 days. Mardi Gras yesterday, we'll have Easter at the end of the Lenten period. Today is Ash Wednesday and Valentine's Day together, a tragic day on which the events in Florida occurred. Now, we will move on to other news, including the generic ballot. 
the average still has Democrats ahead of Republicans between six and eight points, depending on whose averages you look at. But uh, the Politico Morning Consult has released a poll today that has the Republicans for the first time in a very long time ahead by one point of the Democrats in the generic ballot. What does it mean? Well, a lot. Uh, in particular, it means that tax reform is working. People are seeing benefits in their paychecks, and they are less and less worried about Republicans. There is a caveat, though. A study, I forget where I saw this. Was it 538? New York, I can't remember. But there is a direct relationship. Get this, a direct relationship between the increase in the Republicans' polling and the decrease of the president's Twitter feed. Think about that for a minute. The more the president tweets, the lower the generic ballot numbers for the GOP and the president's own popularity go. The less the president tweets, the higher Republican popularity grows and the higher the president's own favorability grows. Hopefully people in the White House get a clue on this. Now, we'll break down the numbers and all the other news of the day, including some uh, legislation that's been dropped in the legislature. That's a huge power grab uh, by the state government against uh, cities and counties when we come back. Y'all, for the past two months, I have been using a new electric toothbrush that I was really just about to order one of these. I saw it on Instagram. Then they reached out and asked if they could be a podcast sponsor for the show, and I said yes. And the reason I wanted one is because the regular electric toothbrush I had been using, the head is so big, I've been using the Invisalign braces, and it's really awkward to get this toothbrush in my mouth. It's one of the store-bought ones. You know the brand. And it's just not comfortable. I used it for a couple of weeks and just stopped using it, went back to a regular old toothbrush. So when I saw Quip, I decided I'd give it a try. Uh, the cool thing about Quip, it's an electric toothbrush, but there's no charger. You don't have to worry about putting it on a charger every day. It's designed conveniently so you can use batteries. It's backed by a network of over 10,000 dental professionals, including dentists, hygienists, and dental students. And you know, one of the cool things is that you've got a subscription plan with Quip. They refresh your brush on a dentist-recommended schedule, delivering new brush heads every three months for just $5 including free shipping worldwide. Cool thing. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash Eric, remember, E-R-I-C-K, right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash Eric. It's spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash E-R-I-C-K. I have really enjoyed using this as a toothbrush. It has a timer every 30 seconds. It pulses, so you know when you get to the two-minute mark. It turns off at two minutes, so you get the two-minute recommended brushing that your dentist says, and you can time it based on those pulses to get the top, the bottom, the front, the back. I've really enjoyed using an electric toothbrush for the first time ever. Go to getquip.com slash Eric today. Get yours for $25. Okay, I'm going to say something else. I wasn't going to, but I'm seeing this now on Twitter. Um, a, a liberal group is already pushing out that there's been a school shooting every other day since the turn of, of 2018, um, th that we must have federal action because there's been a school shooting every other day. Y'all, this is one of the things that uh, gun control advocates have been doing is they've been fudging what is and is not a 
a school shooting, what is in is not a mass shooting. For example, um, a robbery happens uh, within 500 feet of a of an urban campus, which are oftentimes in in uh, on city blocks. Um, that uh, shots are fired. That becomes a school shooting. Even though it's not at the school, it's not related to the school, but it's within that perimeter of the um, uh, no gun zone for schools. Well, yep, yeah, that's that's a school shooting. Um, if uh, you, you have a situation where you you do have a a bad romance or something gone wrong, where someone brings a gun to school, th- this has happened recently where. Um, people have been shot. Um, it was kids who can't handle their emotions. They get hold of their parents' gun and they decide to go shoot the the ex and and the ex's new boyfriend or girlfriend or what have you. Uh, mass casualty, school shooting, all all of these things go in. Uh, it, it actually becomes fairly rare when you're dealing with a mass casualty event like this, where you have someone go in and just shoot up the place randomly. We we don't know the motive yet of this person. Um, but these are the least common of the events, and actually the number's been declining over the years, not going up. But everybody's got to politicize it. And again and again, we're starting to see people recite and regurgitate these statistics about the numbers of mass shootings. Um, Did you know, for example, that a mass shooting in this country now is defined as a homeowner? protecting his home if more than one person invades his home and the homeowner fires at them after they've invaded his home that is now classified by the statisticians as a mass shooting if a police officer opens fire on multiple suspects that is now considered a mass shooting see what they've done They've taken these things that used to not be considered mass shootings and they've applied them to the definition. If you have people in a murder-suicide pact, it is a mass shooting, mass casualty event. They finagle the definitions to incrementally try to persuade people that the crises and problems are worse than they are. They're already bad enough without the politicization. They already are. Um, and yet everybody wants to push these things out to try to get gun control. And you know, it's not going to happen. And that's just going to drive them even more crazy. Pathetic. When we come back, there is a huge power grab underway at the state legislature. Um, the bill has been orchestrated behind closed doors. I got word of it a while back and now suddenly it's on the floor. If you are in a, you're a, a city, if you're in a county, it is a massive power grab of state power away from your municipality. Okay, I, I, I think this is necessary. Um, we played the ABC News report at the bottom of the hour uh, recounting what has happened, and they used the um, broader mass shooting definition that's been put together by a liberal activist group um, that masquerades as an objective group. And I just I, I, I believe very strongly that that introduces a level of politicization into the coverage. And I think that it is necessary to to explain uh, the definitions. The FBI doesn't have a definition of mass shooting. It doesn't even use the term mass shooting in the uniform crime report uh, that it puts out. 
It has a definition for mass murder, which is four or more victims slain in one event in one location, and the offender is not included in the victim count if the shooter committed suicide or was killed in a justifiable homicide. Um, the mass shooting tracker includes um, four or more people, including or not including the gunman, are killed or injured by gunfire. So you don't have to be killed. You can be injured. It can be accidental. It can be self-defense. It can be a police shooting. And this is where ABC News is getting its number from, this um, mass shooting index number. And again, saying that there have been one a day, uh, four or more people, uh, keep in mind, this can be self-defense. It can be police-related shootings. It can be accidental. Uh, it can be intentional. Now, what does the Congressional Research Service use? According to the Congressional Research Service, a mass shooting is four or more deaths, not including the shooter, and the gunmen select the victims indiscriminately. The violence in these cases is not a means to an end. The, the violence in these cases is not a means to an end. The gunmen do not pursue criminal profit or kill the name of terrorist ideologies, for example. In other words, at random indiscriminate mass shootings where the shooter is not among the victims. Um, and those actually, there were just 78 of those between 1983 and 2012, where someone just goes in a place and starts shooting people. Um, where terrorism and, and political motive are excluded. But see how, how we've now even politicized because the gun control movement is so desperate for a win. The gun control movement has upped the ante by changing the definitions, and the media has embraced that change of definition because much of the media has bought into the gun control agenda by the Brady Handgun Foundation and the like. Um, which is unfortunate because it paints a very troubling and false picture of what's happening in this country. And what we have is already bad enough. And you can't have a clear conversation anymore because people are throwing out statistics and the statistics are rigged to paint the worst possible picture, not the most accurate picture. And that's just disappointing. Now, I want to make you guys, let's move locally. I need to make you aware of a troubling piece of legislation that has made it out of the, the smoke-filled rooms in the state capitol. Uh, it is SB 418, Senate Bill 418. Senators Wilkinson, Harper, Mullis, Anderson, and Black have authored it. And I am deeply troubled by this legislation. It is a huge power grab. Let me read you the language. No city county, consolidated government, or other local governing authority of this state shall prohibit, ban, or otherwise restrict the sale by a retail establishment of goods, products, or items which are regulated by the United States Department of Agriculture, the United States Food and Drug Administration, or the G Georgia Department of Agriculture, unless otherwise authorized by statute, so long as such sales are in compliance with any regulations or laws in such retail establishments in compliance with zoning regulations. See, here's the problem here. Essentially what this legislation is doing is saying local governments cannot opt out of selling things. So, for example, you, your local government, you want to restrict the sales of adult novelties. Well, 
Uh, are they in some way regulated by the USDA or the FDA? And some of them novelties are purported to come under the jurisdiction of the FDA. Well, you you, you can't. You, you want to prohibit the adult novelty store in your town? You can't do it. What about tobacco? Your local government uh, wants to prohibit uh, the, uh, the, the selling of tobacco in your local community. Well, you can't do that either under this legislation. Alcohol, you can't do that either under this legislation. Uh, it would wipe out local control at that level as well. What about if the state ever legalized marijuana? Well, you, you wouldn't be able to do that under anymore either. You wouldn't be able to do that. Makes me wonder if they're trying to lay the groundwork for legalization. This just seems like a massive power grab. You know, I'm a big believer in federalism, and I believe that local governments should be able to have the power to say, you know, we don't want this in our community. I believe they should be allowed to do that. And this would take away that that choice. It would be one size fits all at the hands of the state government. And that just, that sounds like a huge, huge power grab for the state government uh, for no reason at all. There, there doesn't seem to be any good reason for them to do this. It makes me wonder what lobbyists are pushing them to do this. Um, somebody up to no good. If a local government wants to ban the sale of, of a substance, let them, you don't have to live there. Or you can go to the, the, the city or the county and say, this is wrong. We shouldn't do this and make it a political issue at the local level. I, this one size fits all stuff doesn't work in the culture war. It doesn't work in this. And hopefully they will kill this legislation. It is SB 418. And it just sounds to me to be a terrible idea. So, you know what happens tomorrow? Mitt Romney declares he's running for the Senate in Utah. The Utah Republican Party chairman has already come out and blasted him, uh, saying he doesn't even live in the state, uh, he doesn't even shop in the state. There are plenty of other good Utah candidates, but Romney's largely going to wrap it up, it looks like. Uh, maybe someone will give him a stiff run for his money out there, but it looks like most people are sitting out because Romney's going to run and get in, in the Senate, and I don't think he should. And the reason I don't think he should is because I think the media is salivating at the opportunity to set up two Republican parties, Mitt Romney's and Donald Trump's. And everyone will be forced to decide, are you with Mitt Romney or are you with Donald Trump? And every question will become a question of, does Mitt Romney agree with Donald Trump? And if so, well, then we have consensus and all Republicans are in the party of Trump. And if not, well, then we have civil war. And it's just, it is the, the obvious lazy reporter struggle of the Republican civil war that they are desperate to pull off. And he's going to make it easy for him. And that's my problem with it. Um, I, I, I think Romney will be a perfectly fine senator. I just think that this is setting them up, uh, setting Republicans up for the media civil war narrative. And it just makes it way too easy for him, which is why I wish Romney wouldn't do it. But we got plenty of other stuff going on when we come back. Stormy Daniels and Michael Cohen. Michael Cohen, the the president's lawyer, paid her $130,000 out of his own pocket, but says nothing happened. And General Kelly is increasingly isolated. We will discuss all of this and more when we come back.
Welcome back. The second hour, Eric Erickson here. News 95.5 AM 750 WSB, the nation's most listened to news talk station. Can I just say thank you to you guys? Um, so, you know, ratings are everything in radio and TV. And there was only one news talk station in the entire United States of America that was number one, uh, the number one radio station in its market for the holiday period because most people are listening to Christmas music or with family. They're not doing a lot of radio listening. And yet you guys were listening to us. Uh, so you are awesome. Thank you very, very much. The phone number here, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK. Now we must move into the Stormy Daniels conversation. There are those in this audience because they call angrily and we're not taking your phone calls tonight. So say, spare it. Um, spare us. Save it. There are people who are convinced that this did not happen. That there is no way Donald Trump was sleeping with an adult film star just after his wife had given birth to their child. Um, that that's not the Donald Trump you know. <laughs> Which, I mean, what does that even mean? You don't even know him. Um, but Stormy Daniels, uh, she was paid $130,000 by Trump's lawyer who says he just did it. Um, no one asked him to do it. He entered into an agreement with Stormy Daniels. Well, she's come out now and said that the agreement said no one was allowed to talk about payment uh, because he has talked about payment. He has breached their agreement, and now she gets to talk. We'll see. It sounds like she's been wanting to tell her story. But, yeah, Michael Cohen is the lawyer. Y'all, I want you just to ask yourself a question. Use, use the, the little bit of common sense I know you have. Do you have a friend? who is willing out of his own pocket to pay $130,000 for something that didn't happen. You know, this is the frustrating thing with this topic is that you and I both know it happened. And yet there are some who are listening in this audience who deny it. will deny it till they're blue in the face. Say it didn't happen, it's all a lie, it's all a smear, and yet they too know that it happened. But they can't bring themselves to acknowledge it because they have to defend their precious. Just like the media for years has defended Barack Obama and covers for him on the Iran deal and everything else, there are those who feel they have to do the same thing to Donald Trump because no one else will help him, so they got to help him. So they, they will surrender the truth to the lie in order to help him. That's the most frustrating thing about this time in politics, and it has nothing to do with Donald Trump because it existed before Donald Trump. It's just been amplified on our side because for years everyone on our side was screaming at the Democrats saying, you people are idiots. Look at this. This is, this is true, and what you're saying is false, objectively so and then no it wasn't i mean you could look barack obama could say the sky was green and the grass was blue and democrats would say it was and you say no no objectively this is the sky is blue the grass is green or actually the grass is green and the sky is a refraction of the sunlight coming through amplifying the blue until you get to sunset or sunrise but you know what i'm talking about and no no no, no that's not true you're anti-science no barack obama said the sky was green and the grass was blue therefore it must be and now Republicans are doing the same thing. It's so frustrating. It is so frustrating. Um, we, we haven't beaten them. We've become them. All these people, you got to beat the left. I've got friends who tell me all the time, you got to beat the left, beat the left. And instead, you've become the left. I mean, look at the budget. Uh, that's neither here nor there. The Stormy Daniels thing. 
it just it, it boggles the mind to see people denying it happened. I mean, Franklin Graham says, oh, the president said it wasn't true, so it must not be true. Really? This is a, a, a paragon of honesty and virtue here. Okay, we got to move on to General Kelly. General John Kelly. I feel sorry for the guy. Seems like the pool of people at the White House who want him. Um, there, there are less and less folks at the White House who want him. By the way, as an aside, I've become self-conscious lately on fewer and less. I, I got to Google and because and, I've been yelled at so much by people, several of whom were using them wrong, that now I'm self-conscious every time I use one or the other um, in any hand. Um, so General Kelly is being marginalized in the White House. And um, likewise, it appears that Donald Trump is behind some of the stories saying that General Kelly should go. Uh, let me tell you about Gabe Sherman. You've probably heard the name Gabe Sherman. You may not recognize it offhand. Gabe Sherman is now essentially a gossip columnist at Vanity Fair. He was with New York Magazine beforehand. He chronicled Fox News for all those years. And I have to tell you, as a conservative, when I heard Gabe Sherman it routinely assailed Roger Ailes and had critical things about Fox and, and what what have you, and my real genuine reaction to it was, well, this guy's just of the left, and so of course he's going to smear Fox. And I'm very dismissive of him for five years at Fox. Uh, well, for the, my first uh, six or seven months at Fox. And then now I was in the elevator at Fox with one of the executives who was showing me around and just offhandedly mentioned, uh, man, that guy is coming after us again. And the executive, one of the senior executives at Fox, got very uncomfortable look on his face and looked at me and he said, don't dismiss Gabe Sherman. Gabe Sherman, we think he's bugged the offices because every time he writes about us, it's as if he's in the room. And subsequently, there was, a, there was another person at Fox, a female executive at Fox, very prominent, who said the same thing, that she thought Gabe Sherman, um, his sources were the best, that everyone in the building read him. And I, I heard this repeatedly throughout my years at Fox. There was a real fear of Gabe Sherman uh, from a number of people who worked at Fox because they always felt like he had e either accurate sources or bugged the rooms or somehow that it was just eerie, scary um, how accurate he could be. And he's carried this over to Vanity Fair and he's got a lot of sources inside the White House. And it appears Donald Trump is really mulling, replacing uh, Chief of Staff John Kelly. Three sources close to the White House said, in recent days, I'm reading now from Sherman, Trump has floated names like Budget Director Mick Mulvaney, uh, Tom Barrick, uh, the real estate developer. Barrick, by the way, says he's not interested. Factions inside and out, outside the White House are lobbying Trump to go with other potential choices. The battle to decide who could replace Kelly has reopened fissures within the White House. One advisor to the White House referred to the current atmosphere as a death match, with Kelly's truthfulness about the former White House secretary widely questioned. Few believe he can survive, but he may twist for a while. You know, I, again, have heard from a number of people in the White House who believe that Jared and Ivanka are setting up Charlie, uh, setting, I'm sorry, setting up John Kelly to fail. And it wouldn't surprise me if they were because they have largely been marginalized from inside the Oval Office. I mean, I hear this from multiple people inside and outside the White House who are convinced they need to 
protect General Kelly, but it appears the president now is one of the people who's ready for Kelly to go. It had been other people trying to poison the well, and it looks like the well is now so successfully poisoned that the president is ready for him to go. I, I God help us if it's Mick Mulvaney, because Mick Mulvaney is where he needs to be in the budget office and the CFPB, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau. Uh, we don't need Mick Mulvaney as chief of staff. That concerns me uh, terribly. But here's the thing keeping Kelly around right now is the president doesn't want any drama. He doesn't want drama. And he perceives that uh, General Kelly's departure would be a great bit of drama that his White House cannot afford. And he's probably right on that. But still, I, I mean, somebody started a, a Deadpool on General Kelly because his days appear now to be numbered at the White House. I would keep in mind, though, that people in the White House were telling me probably two to three months before Reince Priebus was tossed uh, that it was going to happen. And he denied it. The White House denied it. But people in the White House were assuring me uh, that his days were numbered and it took longer than I think even they expected, but it certainly happened. And that's now starting to happen with General Kelly. Let me interrupt for a quick word here from our sponsors. I have never liked electric toothbrushes. Never. My wife has used one forever. And I've never liked them. And the reason I don't like them is twofold. One, the heads are so big, they're hard to get in the back of my mouth and brush. And two, I travel a lot. And if they happen to turn on in your bag, you got to carry your charger with you so you can recharge them. It just, it's a hassle. I would rather use a regular old toothbrush. Even some of the newer toothbrushes, though, their heads are getting big. They're trying to add all sorts of bells and whistles. It's just a toothbrush. Can I get an electric toothbrush that's just a toothbrush that gives me all the vibration benefits of one of the electric toothbrushes you get in the store, but without it being so big, it can't fit in the back of my mouth? I finally found one and it's Quip. Now, the interesting thing here quip is a sponsor of the podcast and i was going to order them anyway i saw their ads on instagram and i thought I, this looks like i could actually get in and reach the back of my teeth uh, without it being awkward sure enough the cool thing about quip is it has pulses that alert you when to switch sides making brushing the right amount effortless after two minutes it turns off really easy to navigate getting top bottom back front based on the pulses that it generates and because the thing cleans your mouth should also be clean, they've got a subscription plan. It refreshes your brush on a dentist-recommended schedule, delivering new brush heads every three months for just $5, including free shipping worldwide, so you don't have to worry about refreshing your toothbrush. It comes to you with free shipping for $5 every three months. Now, Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash Eric. Now, to spell it out for you, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash E-R-I-C-K. Get Quip today, folks. I've got one, and by the way, my wife, who has long used an electric toothbrush, she likes the Quip better. Started using it. Guess why? Fits in the back of her mouth with better ease and still gives her the great brushing. So go to getquip.com slash Eric today. Y'all, the Clay Tippins event is now maxed out. Um, there is, we have no more space available for those of you who might want to come uh, see Clay Tippins on Tuesday night. A lot of interest. It filled up very, very fast after we announced it. Um, we do have some spots available for the Stacey Abrams 
uh, one of the two Democrats uh, who are running. And if you would like to come to the event with Stacey Abrams, we will be uh, announcing the Stacey Evans event here soon. We just got it on the books today. i got to have time to set up the page. But if you want to come to the Stacey Abrams uh, event, uh, the, arguably the Democratic frontrunner right now, we'll be interviewing her uh, right after Clay Tippins on Tuesday night, the 20th. Uh, her interview will be from 8 to 9 p.m. Uh, text WSB to 345-345, WSB to 345-345. And you're more than welcome to attend. Um, as always, the, everyone will get an opportunity to submit questions ahead of time. I'm vetting the questions, uh, reviewing them. Although I got to tell you, it's been hard during these interviews to ask, uh, particularly uh, say like um, Eric from Atlanta asked this question because there'll be like five or six people asking the exact same question. And in order, just so you have a sense of what people are asking about, the number one question asked by everyone has been on taxes. Number two has been education. Number three has been transportation. Number four has been religious liberty. Uh, in that order, um, which I find fascinating with this audience, I figured religious liberty would be higher. It's number four uh, behind education, transportation, and uh, taxation. And is, we've been asking the candidates these questions on the way through. We'll continue to ask them these questions. Now, we got to move into other news when we come back here on WSB. Uh, the Russia probe, some interesting statements um, from our intelligence community as well about Chinese products. And did y'all hear about the teacher in Colorado? She's being charged with assault because a student refused to stand for the Pledge of Allegiance when she said so. She, she yanked him up by his coat jacket and then threw him out of the classroom. Uh, naturally, he ran off uh, screaming and crying that, that he was assaulted. And the prosecutor is prosecuting the teacher, an older teacher who's a PE teacher. Um, there are suggestions the kid himself uh, had, was a problematic kid to begin with, um, and the teacher just had enough of him. It's so ridiculous. This, again, why our schools are failing is a, there, there's a parental issue and a discipline issue, and teachers have to teach around this stuff. We're really more and more in this country setting teachers up to fail. I talked about this some last night with stupid math program that our kids are dealing with. We're setting our teachers up to fail because they have to teach to test to unruly kids who have no respect for authority and whose parents couldn't care less what they're doing in school, by and large. feel bad for the teachers out there. I'm still hung up on the investigation. The, 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 I'm sorry. Let's try this again. Welcome back. It's Eric Erickson here. I'm still hung up on the Senate Intelligence Committee open door investigation yesterday with the FBI, the CIA, the NSA, the Director of National Intelligence. Wait, pause. Wait, did you guys hear about the shooting this morning? So there was a shooting at the NSA. Three people shot. An SUV tried to ram the barriers at the NSA. And all the media went on red alert. Oh, somebody's tried to do this at the National Security Agency. This has happened at the CIA before. Intelligence, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, no, actually, actually, it was a car chase. And the dudes in the SUV had no idea they were trying to turn in to the National Security Agency. And they got stopped shot, arrested, taken to jail. Good gracious. So anyway, um, Hawaii, not Hawaii, the, the island, uh, Hawaii, Hawaii, what have you, um, it is one of the Chinese manufacturers of phones. Um, it is one of 
of two. Uh, the other is ZTE. ZTE is another Chinese telecom company. They're making um, cell phones that Americans are buying. And the intelligence agencies, the CIA, the FBI, the NSA, the Director of National Intelligence, all saying don't. Now, there is some level of irony here in that these are the same groups that are mad at Apple for building a phone that they don't have access to. They, there's no backdoor into iPhones that uh, our intelligence community can tap into, and they want Apple to build backdoors into it. But it is interesting that they're warning uh, American consumers not to buy Huawei and, and ZTE phones because they are convinced there's a Chinese backdoor built into those phones for Chinese security and intelligence gathering operations. And I've got to tell you guys, um, I get asked more and more about technology stuff because I have a HomeKit-enabled home in my house uh, with, with Apple. It works with our Amazon Echo as well. We don't have any of those that have the cameras and stuff. Um, but, you know, I can say, um, hey, well, I, 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 let's just say, hey, dingus as a podcast I listen to says, hey, dingus, turn on the outside lights and they all come on. Or, hey, dingus, good night. And then all the lights in the house turn off. Um, and I don't have cameras. I have friends who have wireless cameras around their house, some inside, some outside, to monitor the situations uh, that are Chinese manufactured, uh, typically knockoff brands, although some are more prominent brands, and they can get hacked. They can get hacked, have been hacked, and some of these, I think, are Chinese uh, knockoffs that are intentionally open through a backdoor to the Chinese to surveil us. I would not be surprised if people start getting blackmailed through this sort of stuff. And it concerns me greatly. And, and I realize that this used to be the stuff of fever swamps. This used to be the stuff of InfoWars and Alex Jones. And now it, it's a fairly mainstream concern when you have the intelligence community of the United States of America saying, do not buy these brands because they are spying on you out of the box. We got a problem that we got to pay attention to in this country. I mean, Big Brother is watching you, but Big Brother is Chinese. And... That's why I don't have these webcams around the house. Um, I, I don't want, there have been cases now of hackers infiltrating these sorts of things. Uh, the thing I like about Apple's HomeKit, it is not as um, widely available. Products are not as widely compatible with Apple products as they are with the Amazon Echo and the Google Home systems. And the reason they aren't is because the manufacturers have to include a chip um, designed by Apple, and all they have to do is that they have to cover the cost of the chip. They don't pay a premium to Apple, but they got to have these chips on all their devices to make them compatible. And the thing that the chip does is it ensures that they only work through the system and that it's much more hard, it, it's harder to hack them. The other um, home devices, the, the smart devices, the light bulbs and whatnot, we've got Philips Hue in our house, but we have the, the Apple HomeKit Hub. You get the non-Apple HomeKit hubs and stuff for these things, they're much easier to hack and much easier to be controlled remotely. And so we try to avoid most of that stuff in our house. I think it's very neat and convenient. If I'm headed downstairs in the middle of the night, I can say, hey, dingus, turn on the kitchen. And before I'm down the stairs, the lights are on. I'm not fumbling around for a light switch, particularly in our kitchen. The light switches are in a weird place. Um, but in any event, um, if you have these Chinese manufactured phones or laptops as well, 
you may want to be careful with them or trade them in for Apple goodness or something, or Dell even, if you're a PC person. Now, not politically, you know what? Okay, I, I ran long in, in that last bit before traffic, and I want to go on out and take a uh, traffic break because when we come back, or uh, I listen to Bortz, I'm sorry, it's one of those days. Um, and I want to talk about something when we come back. Can a black child in America... Can a black child in America dress up as Captain America? Ponder that question. And when we come back, let's discuss. Okay, before we went to break, I asked the question, can a black child in the United States of America dress up as Captain America? Steve, Steve Rogers is a white guy. Can, can, you, can, a, can a black child dress up or is it cultural appropriation? Of course, the answer is yes, they can. And this is stupid. Um... But the New York Times and liberals are are wringing their hands over what if white kids like Black Panther? That that's supposed to be the black comic book hero, and and isn't it wrong in cultural appropriation for them to take him, a, a character designed by two white guy? Oh, what? Huh? What? Yes, Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, uh, y'all. The whole idea of cultural appropriation is a postmodern construct uh by a bunch of wackadoo progressives uh who can who are opposed to the idea of cultural blending uh, the real racists if you will uh, that there have to be black superheroes for the white superheroes and never the two can meet um mexican food must be mexican food it cannot be blended into american traditions there must be firewalls around all this or it's cultural appropriation how dare you the thing that makes this country awesome is that we have moved away from our country's original sins and slavery to a more colorblind society. We're not perfect. We're getting better. And we should all be applauding that. And one of the cool things is that uh, black kids can celebrate a white superhero and white kids can celebrate a black superhero or Asian or Hispanic or what have you. Um, There's a great cultural blending that happens in this country. That we used to talk about this country as a melting pot and, and postmodern liberals want to have a salad bowl where each individual part stays distinct, covered in a common dressing. Uh, no, it's, it's we're supposed to blend together. Uh, the, the taco is as much an American food item these days as the hamburger is. And that's the way it's supposed to be. And that's the way hopefully it will remain. But liberal forces are aligning against it. Um, who cares if your child likes Black Panther? God bless them. God bless them. Hopefully Black Panther can be another milestone in the way towards us having a country where our future generations really don't dwell on on race. I think that's a good thing. But some liberals don't. And of course, they're liberals, so that's what they do. But the rest of us, I'm hoping for the best for Black Panther. It better be an awesome movie. I mean, the, 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 the reviews thus far are like religious experiences. I saw a buddy of mine the other day tweeting that he had leprosy, but someone who saw the Black Panther movie touched him, and now he's healed. I mean, the, the reviews are really that, that crazy about this movie. Um, I'm hoping it's just an awesome movie. It should be. Uh, it, it has nothing to do with DC Comics. Uh, it's Marvel, so it should be good. In any event, have a good night. Happy Valentine's Day, by the way.